This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. Coming up with your early news along with sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at five. This this is the top five at five. The Northeast bracing for a nor'easter, which could bring up to a foot of snow to the Big Apple. Bail reform laws under fire yet again. A teen rapper with a previous gun arrest walks free after posting bail following the shooting of an NYPD police officer. President Biden has told Ukraine's president he thinks a Russian invasion is certain. Heavy criticism for Vice President Harris after attending the inauguration of the new socialist Honduran president. Republicans turning up the heat on the Biden administration as illegal migrants pour into the United States from Mexico. Former VP Pence weighing in. Bracing for a nor'easter. Forecasters say an approaching nor'easter could dump up to a foot of snow here in the Big Apple. Higher amounts are also forecast for eastern Long Island and Connecticut. Here's Fox Weather meteorologist Todd Frazier. Would highly recommend that if you have a cell phone that you should be charging it right now because you are likely going to need that cell phone. Those of you in the New England area, because with these winds, as well as some of the snow, we are anticipating a significant amount of some power outages. Snow's forecast to start flying tonight into Saturday. Winds will kick up too, as he mentioned, wind gusts to nearly 50 miles per hour are forecast on Saturday. So northern New Jersey is expected to see three to six inches of snow. New York City and points east about six to 12 inches. Of course, it all depends upon the track of the storm. And easternmost Long Island and Connecticut, possibly 12 to 24 inches. Snowfall totals are expected to be higher if the storm system tracks closer to the coastline. Bail reform laws in New York State under fire yet again. A 16-year-old with a prior gun arrest is free after posting bail in connection with the shooting of an NYPD officer. The officer, Kasim Pennant, was shot as police struggled with Cameron Williams, known by the rap name C. Blue, following a report of an unruly crowd at Lorillard Place right near East 187th Street 10 days ago. Now, police say Williams refused to take his hands out of his pocket. He and the officer were both hurt. Williams used an advance on a recording contract to post $250,000 bond and walk free from a Brooklyn juvenile detention center Thursday. Bronx prosecutors asked that the teen be held without bail at his arraignment last week, but the judge set bond at $250,000. And Representative Lee Zeldin on PICS 11 says bail reform laws seriously need to change. While I believe that we should repeal cashless bail, it's very important for us to figure out how to get judges' discretion. At the very least, being able to weigh dangerousness. And PBA President Pat Lynch said there's no reason to believe Williams won't do the exact same thing again. 
Williams already had a 2020 gun possession arrest on his record and was placed on probation as a juvenile in the case just one month earlier. President Joe Biden has told Ukraine's president that a Russian invasion of Ukraine is certain. As reported by CNN, Biden told Vladimir Zelensky that an invasion is virtually certain and to prepare for impact. Here's Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby. We've always said and said for quite some time that uh, another incursion by uh, Russia could be imminent and imminent means imminent. So we're watching this every single day. And I I think I'm just going to. Um, I'm going to avoid the temptation to to guess as to what the timing would be. So Biden reportedly told Ukraine that Ukraine would not be getting more military support, that no U.S. troops would be deployed there and that there were, they would not be preemptive sanctions on Russia. The U.S. State Department has said it anticipates an attack on Ukraine launched by the Kremlin in mid-February. VP Kamala Harris being slammed for attending the inauguration Thursday of new socialist Honduran president Xiomara Castro. Castro's inner circle has made problematic statements about Jewish people and Israel. Castro's husband, Manuel Zelaya, an ex-president, claimed Israeli mercenaries were torturing him with high-frequency radiation. Castro's running mate, Salvador Nisralla, said Jews control the global money supply. President Joe Biden charged Harris with running point with leaders of Honduras, Guatemala and El Salvador so they could address the root causes of migration. 77 WABC time check 507. Let's head over to the traffic desk. Thank you, Deb. At US, uh, US 9 northbound and southbound between Spring Valley and Ferry Road, old bridge is closed due to an accident. On I-87 northbound at exit 1, the exit is blocked off due to an emergency water main. As a reminder, both east and westbound west 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are closed due to last Friday's fatal police shooting. Also on 5th Avenue, the funeral service for Officer Jason Rivera is being held at St. Patrick's, Patrick's Cathedral from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., so expect delays and closures. For transit on the Long Island Railroad service changes on the Huntington, Ron Konkama, and Oyster branches for this weekend has been canceled due to the expected snow. Normal weekend service will run on Saturday and Sunday. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with your traffic report on 77 WABC. And thanks, Mike. And of course, we have that nor'easter on its way. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. We have a winter storm warning in effect Friday night into Saturday. Cloudy skies today are high 35, 30% chance of snow after 4 p.m. Cloudy skies overnight, the low down to 30. The steady snow is expected to begin around 4 a.m. Saturday snow expected to end around 5 in the afternoon with a total accumulation of 4 to 10 inches, possibly even a foot. It all depends upon the track of this nor'easter. Windy winds 22 to 24 miles per hour, but the gusts up to 48 and the high on Saturday, 22 degrees. All right, your last story in our top five at five. Republican lawmakers are blasting President Joe Biden following the revelation yesterday that immigration officials are releasing migrants with criminal records into the United States. Representative Elise Stefanik, a Republican from New York, told the Post that Biden is failing to enforce our rule of law and pouring violent criminals into our communities in the cover of night. She called for the deportation of illegals. Now, former Vice President Mike Pence weighing in also commented on the situation on Fox News. This administration unleashed the worst border crisis in American history because on day one, President Biden undid 
the policies that President Trump put into effect that reduced illegal immigration by 90 percent. The criticism also comes as Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton and 11 other state attorney generals held a border security briefing in West Laco. That's just north of the Rio Grande, which separates U.S. from Mexico. And taking a look now at more stories, 77 WABC time check, 510. And Republicans too angered over President Biden's campaign promise to nominate a black woman to the high court, the U.S. Supreme Court. Republicans say a choice should not be based on race or gender. Biden performed poorly in the Iowa caucuses and New Hampshire primaries, and he needed a boost in South Carolina back in February 2020 during his campaign to help clinch his nomination. Biden was then forced to publicly vow to appoint a black woman to SCOTUS by Representative Jim Clyburn of South Carolina in return for his endorsement during the 2020 South Carolina primary. Here's Biden back in 2020. As president, I'd be honored, honored to appoint the first African-American woman to the court because it should look like the country. It's long past time. However, Democrats claim it's about time a black woman serves on the U.S. Supreme Court. 83-year-old Justice Stephen Breyer is, of course, retiring. And so far, 10 names floating on Biden's list of possible nominees to the high court. Well, a new book says that emails leaked from Hunter Biden's computer, of course, the son of the president, allegedly show he obtained the secretarial services of a former Chinese government researcher, Jia Chi Bao. That book, called Red Handed, was released this week by Peter Schwerzer. Now, Bao, who received her degree from China's Tsinghua University after being granted a government scholarship, worked at the Chinese government's National Development and Reform Commission as a research assistant. Now, according to this book, the secretary reportedly developed a close relationship with Hunter Biden and provided advice on everything from energy deals to his father's presidential campaign. Here's Schweizer on Fox News. What this means, Mark, is that in total... The Biden family got $31 million. They performed no discernible, legitimate business activities, as I can find, for that $31 million. And it all, every single deal, came from individuals tied at the highest levels to the Chinese intelligence apparatus. Hunter Biden is a subject of a federal investigation relating to alleged tax crimes, Biden's foreign dealings were also subject to a Republican Senate probe back in 2020, though that investigation reportedly found no evidence of wrongdoing. A vehicle belonging to Missouri Congresswoman Cori Bush was hit by a bullet on Sunday. The defund the police proponent confirmed that incident on Twitter. Bush releasing a statement saying gun violence is all too familiar in St. Louis, where her vehicle was struck. And then social media users offered little sympathy and asked whether being victimized again, it's the second time this has happened, will change her stance on the defund the police movement. Here's Bush last year on CBS. I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. All right, Corey Bush there. It's the second time Bush's car has been hit by gunfire in June 
of 2020, the Congresswoman posted a photo of her bullet-stricken Hyundai on Twitter. Well, Democrats are apparently using the redrawing of congressional district boundaries to make it harder for Republican Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis of Staten Island to get reelected. Sources tell the New York Post that Democrats who control the New York State Legislature are plotting to knock off Maliotakis by redrawing a legislative district to add liberal Brooklyn precincts to her Republican stronghold. The Democrats' plan would drastically alter the 11th Congressional District, which combines Staten Island, which is Maliotakis's political base, with some more conservative areas of South Brooklyn, including Bay Ridge, Bath Beach, and Diker Heights. Now, sources say under the redistricting plan that would go into effect for elections later this year, the 11th under the Democrats' plan would include Bay Ridge, but then snake northwest and take in the more heavily liberal Democratic neighborhoods of Sunset Park, Red Hook, Gowanus, Windsor Terrace, and Park Slope. Legislative leaders said if a Democratic candidate could run up the score with 80% of the vote in the Brooklyn side of the district, he or she could win by capturing about 40% in more conservative Staten Island. Now, Mally Atakis, you'll remember, won her congressional seat by ousting incumbent Democrat Max Rose, who lost Staten Island's only House seat to her following just one term in office. 77 WABC time check, 5.15 already. And we've got a look at sports, and I'm sure sports into the weekend with our own Justin Ellick. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We begin on the ice where our local trio went 0 for 3 on the evening. The Rangers indulged in a high-scoring contest in Columbus, ultimately unable to outscore the Blue Jackets on the road. Boone Jenner and Sean Curley each netted a pair for Columbus as the Jackets scored four straight after the Rangers jumped out to a 2 nothing first-period lead. The Rags failed to retaliate, losing by a final score of 5-3. to Next up for the Blue Shirts is a visit from the Seattle Kraken this Sunday afternoon at the Garden. A close back-and-forth bout took place between the Devils and the Lightning in Tampa Bay, not at a two-midway mid- through the third period. Tampa's Anthony Sorelli poured in the tie-breaking goal, ultimately proving to be the game winner. Lightning win 3-2, to two, and the Devils will take another crack at the win column tomorrow night in Carolina against the Hurricanes. A slow start from the Islanders last night put them in a hole against the visiting Los Angeles Kings that they weren't able to climb out of, despite the Kings a couple of minutes later put, uh, put the... Uh, uh, Excuse me. Despite uh, the a couple of minutes later, the Kings uh, retaliated, putting the Isles away for good. They suffer a three-two loss before they host the aforementioned Kraken in Long Island tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon. No Knicks or Nets last night, but let's grab a look at when we can expect some more local basketball. The Knicks will have a late-night date with the Bucks tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time in Milwaukee, and the Nets will rest up until tomorrow when they'll be out west to hoop with the Golden State Warriors at 8:30 p.m. Eastern. Some not too surprising but very significant news out of the NFL yesterday as well as legendary Steelers gunslinger Big Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement after 18 seasons in the iconic black and yellow. In a video posted to his Twitter account, Roethlisberger announced what became obvious over the final weeks of the 2021 season. I don't know how to put into words what the game of football has meant to me and what a blessing it has been. The journey has been exhilarating, defined by relationships and fueled by a spirit of competition. Yet the time has come to clean up my locker, hang up my cleats, continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football, a truly grateful man. Spectacular! At 39 years old, the former Rookie of the Year and the two-time Super Bowl champion will likely end up in Canton with a bust at the Pro Football Hall of Fame as he holds the fifth most passing yards in NFL history. At 64,080 
8. Uh, looking ahead to the conference championship games this weekend, you've got Bengals at Chiefs Sunday at 3. You've got 49ers at Rams Sunday at 6.30. And uh, we'll see who ends up in the Super Bowl come uh, two weeks from Sunday. All right. I don't think Tom, that Tom Brady is going to be making a similar announcement. But uh, No, see, I don't he think He says so he wants either. to play till he's 50. But I guess his contract's up this year. But I, think, I, I expect I, at least another two-year contract. I would say right? so, especially if he wins the MVP this year, which uh, he probably will. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, let's head over now to the traffic desk. Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. At US 9 northbound and southbound between Spring Valley and Ferry Road, Old Bridge is closed due to an accident that occurred this morning. On I-87 northbound at exit 1, the exit is blocked off due to an emergency water main. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to last Friday's fatal police shooting. Also on 5th Avenue today, the funeral service for Officer Jason Rivera is being held at St. Patrick's Cathedral from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., so expect delays and closures. For transit on the Long Island Railroad, service changes on the Huntington, Ronkonkoma, and Oyster branches for this weekend have been canceled due to the expected snow. Normal weekend service will run on Saturday and Sunday. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with your traffic report on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, we do have a winter storm warning in effect Friday night into Saturday. Cloudy today, our highs 35, a 30% chance of snow after 4 p.m., Cloudy overnight, the low is 30. Now, steady snow is expected to start around 4 a.m. on Saturday, with snow expected to end by 5 p.m. Saturday afternoon. Depending upon the track of the storm, a total accumulation of anywhere from 4 to 10 inches, possibly even a foot of snow. Windy winds 22 to 24 miles per hour and gusts to 48. Saturday's high, 22. And uh, right now, our temperature is right at the freezing mark, 32 degrees, a cloudy skies. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. A wild trading week on Wall Street is winding down. At the closing bell yesterday, the Dow Jones lost more than seven points. The S&P 500 dropped 23 points, and the Nasdaq fell 189 points. The U.S. economy grew rapidly in the fourth quarter of last year, advancing to a 6.9% annual rate, capping the strongest year of growth in nearly four decades as the country rebounded quickly from the pandemic-induced recession. But growth recently has run into obstacles that could lead to more modest growth this year, according to economists. GDP, the broadest measure of goods and services in the fourth quarter, accelerated from the third quarter's growth of 2.3% adjusted for inflation. The gain reflected solid spending by households, much of it occurring early in the quarter. The Los Angeles City Council is to ban new oil and gas wells and phase out existing ones, marking the beginning of the end for an industry that began in California over 150 years ago. The council directed the city attorney to draft an ordinance to prohibit oil and gas drilling in L.A., change zoning laws to make drilling illegal, and study how to legally phase out existing wells. And your snacks are about to get more expensive. Packed food giant Kraft Heinz has warned wholesalers that prices on some of its most popular items are about to go up as inflation continues to impact a wide range of household goods. In a letter to wholesale suppliers this week, the company warned that it is preparing to increase prices on a wide range of consumer staples starting in March. The increases include a 6.6% hike on Velveeta Fresh Packs and a 30% jump 
for a three-pack of Oscar Mayer turkey bacon. The letter also says the company's cold cuts and beef hot dogs will go up around 10%. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The WABC Early News. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Final goodbyes today to fallen NYPD officer Jason Rivera, killed in the line of duty. 77 WABC's Lydia Serrani spoke with New York Post Police Bureau Chief on how the men and women in blue are dealing with this incredible loss. And this is Lydia Serrani, and on the line with me right now is the top crime reporter here in New York City, Tina Moore of the New York Post. She is the police bureau chief. There was the viewing for NYPD rookie officer Jason Rivera. I was there myself in the outpouring of New Yorkers, complete strangers that came by to just pay their respects was overwhelming. How are police officers dealing with this loss? Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's hard enough when there's a funeral or a reeling for one police officer. Now we're going to have two very quickly uh, behind each other, and, and people are sad. Uh, you know, in the department, it's just, it's terrible. I'm seeing the emotion from a lot of the officers that you normally don't see from cops. They seem to be very stoic. Is that what you're seeing? Yes, definitely. Like I said, I mean, it's it's two, and it was just so horrible, so horrific, the whole the way they were executed, basically. Now we have Mayor Eric Adams. He's saying all the right things. He wants to get these illegal guns off the streets. We know that the weapon that was used to kill Officer Rivera and Officer Mora was stolen from Baltimore. Is he making any headway? How are police feeling about this, that finally they have a mayor that is really backing them up? I think they feel great about that, that that they have somebody who's speaking, you know, in favor of them instead of against them, at least right now. And they're also happy he's putting some units back out there that might be able to do something about the there's the guns, the guns that we've seen all over the place in the city. Speaking of the units, Mayor Adams says he's going to be putting out that plainclothes anti-crime unit. Public advocate Jumani Williams, he's already kind of causing a ruckus about it, saying, oh, we're going back to the battle days of, of policing. What are you hearing? How will that unit be on the streets of New York? Will it be any different? Will it make a difference? Well, yeah, they're going to go into neighborhoods that have the worst violent crimes. So they're going to really target them into certain precincts, including the one where I live. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they're coming. And I think they can make a difference if they're going after guns in the city and that's their, their purpose in the city. Then I can see that making all the difference in the world. And they used to be called anti-crime. They have a new name. They look like they'll probably wear so – you'll be able to tell their police officers they'll have a body camera on. Uh, they'll have some clothing on that says NYPD. But they'll have uh, – like I said, they'll be in certain areas where where there's some sign of trouble. Do you think there'll be any kind of pushback to having the plainclothes unit back out on the streets? Sure, things go wrong. I mean, sometimes, you know, they get into fights with people, somebody gets hurt, maybe somebody gets shot, and and we can end up in that situation again. So Eric Adams is going to have to stay strong, I think. St. Patrick's Cathedral, 9 a.m. Friday, today. It's going to be overwhelming uh, Cardinal Dolan is presiding over the mass. It's going to be really sad. I mean, even today with the bagpipe playing as the casket was carried up the steps out front in front of St. Patrick's was just just so sad, so heartbreaking. Well, thank you so much, Tina Moore of the New York Post. And come back anytime and keep up the great work. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. And 77 WABC always backs the blue. To honor Officer Rivera, we are asking all of our listeners to stand for a moment of silence in his honor today at 9 a.m. It's the WABC Early News.
New York City Mayor Eric Adams yesterday insisted that changing the state's controversial bail reform laws is just one river that feeds into his extensive proposal aimed at solving the rampant violence here in New York City. That effort has effectively, though, been blocked by New York's Governor Kathy Hochul and Albany's two top Democratic legislative leaders. Adams, of course, detailed his blueprint on crime Monday following the shooting in Harlem that led to the death of two NYPD officers, Rivera and Mora. The mayor wants changes to bail laws to give judges more discretion when they set bail in cases where defendants have the risk of being potentially dangerous upon release. New York is the only state in the country that does not allow a judge to detain a defendant who poses an immediate threat to the community. Forty-nine other states, as well as the federal government, allow judges to consider a defendant's dangerousness New York must catch up. Adams also wants to alter the 2017 Raise the Age law to get illegal guns out of the hands of kids under the age of 18. Embattled Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg dodged questions yesterday about his meeting today with New York Governor Kathy Hochul at her Manhattan office. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Can I ask you a couple of questions? Do you feel threatened at all by what the governor said yesterday? All right, you can hear Bragg there saying, sorry, I'm on a call. Now, during a meeting with the New York Post editorial board on Wednesday, the governor hinted that she is prepared to use unspecified powers to address Bragg's progressive prosecutorial policies. Now, the governor has revealed she will be watching the controversial prosecutor very closely. Bragg has faced blowback from several prominent officials about his day one memo sent to staff January 3rd. It directs prosecutors in his office to drop some misdemeanor cases and not seek bail or prison time for most defendants and to downgrade certain felonies to misdemeanors. Nine prosecutors quit in protest and a recall petition launched online. 77 WABC Time Check 527 heading over to the traffic desk. We've got Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. At US 9 northbound and southbound between Spring Valley and Ferry Road, Old Bridge is still closed due to the accident that occurred this morning. On a on I-87 northbound at exit 1, the exit is still blocked off due to the emergency water main. At the BQE in Brooklyn bound, eastbound one, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, at BQE eastbound between exit 26 and 28A, there's um, some little bit of stop and tr- go traffic going on, so be careful with that. As a reminder, both east and westbound west 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to last Friday's fatal police shooting. Also on 5th Avenue, as a reminder, the funeral service for Officer Jason Rivera is being held at St. Patrick's Cathedral from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Expect delays and closures. For transit on the Long Island Railroad, service changes on the Huntington Ronkonkoma oyster branches for this weekend have been canceled due to the expected snow. Normal weekend service will run on Saturday and Sunday. Also, the parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with your traffic report on 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have winter storm warning in effect Friday night into Saturday. Cloudy today. Our highs 35, 30% chance of snow after 4 p.m. Overnight, the low is 30. Cloudy skies. Steady snow is expected to start around 4 a.m. Now, Tomorrow, snow is expected to end around 5 in the afternoon with a total accumulation of 4 to 10 inches, possibly even a foot. It all depends upon the track of the storm. Windy winds of 22 to 24 miles per hour gusts up to 48 miles per hour. Saturday's high is 22. And right now, we're right at the freezing mark, 32 degrees under cloudy skies. 
787-WABC Time Check 529. Deborah Valentine with your early news. More news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after the break. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news along with sports, weather, traffic, and business. And here's your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. Well, we're bracing for a nor'easter, which could bring up to a foot of snow to the Big Apple. Bail reform laws under fire again. A teen rapper with a previous gun arrest walks free after posting bail following the shooting of an NYPD officer. President Biden has told Ukraine's president he thinks a Russian invasion is certain. Heavy criticism for VP Harris for attending the inauguration of the new socialist Honduran president. Republicans are turning up the heat on the Biden administration as illegal migrants pour into the United States from Mexico. Former VP Pence weighing in. All right, we are bracing for a nor'easter. Forecasters say an approaching nor'easter could dump up to a foot of snow here in the Big Apple. Even higher amounts are forecast for eastern Long Island and Connecticut. Here's Fox Weather meteorologist Todd Frazier. Would highly recommend that if you have a cell phone that you should be charging it right now because you are likely going to need that cell phone. Those of you in the New England area, because with these winds, as well as some of the snow, we are anticipating a significant amount of some power outages. Snow's forecast to begin flying tonight into Saturday. Now, winds will kick up to, as he said, wind gusts to nearly 50 miles per hour are forecast on Saturday. Northern New Jersey is expected to see anywhere from three to six inches of snow. New York City and points east about six to 12 inches and easternmost Long Island and Connecticut possibly 12 to 24 inches. Snowfall totals will be higher if the storm tracks closer to the coastline. Obey reform laws in New York State under fire again. A 16-year-old with a prior gun arrest is free after posting bail in connection with the shooting of an NYPD officer. The officer, Kasim Pennant, was shot as police struggled with Cameron Williams, known by the rap name C. Blue, following a report of an unruly crowd at Lorillard Place near East 187th Street 10 days ago. Police say Williams refused to take his hands out of his pockets. He and the officer were injured as his gun went off. Williams used an advance on a recording contract to post $250,000 bond and walk free from a Brooklyn juvenile detention center yesterday. Bronx prosecutors asked that the teen be held without bail during his arraignment last week, but the judge set bond at a quarter million bucks. Representative Lee Zeldin on PIX11 says bail reform laws seriously need to change. While I believe that we should repeal cashless bail, it's very important for us to figure out how to get judges' discretion. At the very least, being able to weigh dangerousness. PBA President Pat Lynch said there's no reason to believe Williams won't do the exact same thing again. Williams already had a 2020 gun possession arrest on his record and was placed on probation as a juvenile in that case just one month earlier. President Joe Biden has told Ukraine's president that a Russian invasion of Ukraine is certain. As reported by CNN, Biden told Vladimir Zelensky that an invasion is virtually certain and to prepare for impact. Here's Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby. We've always said and said for quite some time that uh, another incursion by 
uh, Russia it could be imminent and imminent means imminent. So we're watching this every single day. And I, I think I'm just going to um, I'm going to avoid the temptation to, to guess as to what the timing would be. Biden reportedly said Ukraine would not be getting more military support and that no U.S. troops would actually be deployed there and that there would not be preemptive sanctions on Russia. The U.S. State Department has said it anticipates an attack on Ukraine launched by the Kremlin sometime in mid-February. Vice President Kamala Harris is being slammed for attending the inauguration yesterday of new socialist Honduran President Mara Castro. Castro's inner circle has made problematic statements about Jewish people and Israel. Castro's husband, Manuel Zelaya, an ex-president, claimed Israeli mercenaries were torturing him with high-frequency radiation. Castro's running mate, Salvador Nasrallah, said Jews control the global money supply. President Biden charged Harris with running point with leaders of Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador so they could address the root causes of migration. That quickly opened the VP up to political attacks from conservatives as border crossings surged. Well, speaking of migra- immigration, Republican lawmakers blasted President Biden following the revelation Thursday that immigration officials are releasing migrants with criminal records into the United States. Representative Elise Stefanik, a Republican from New York, told the New York Post that Biden is failing to enforce our rule of law and pouring violent criminals into our communities in the cover of night. She called for deportation of illegals, too. Former Vice President Mike Pence also commented on the situation on Fox News. This administration unleashed the worst border crisis in American history because on day one, President Biden undid the policies that President Trump put into effect that reduced illegal immigration by 90 percent. The criticism also comes as Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton and 11 other state attorneys general held a border security briefing in West Laco, just north of the Rio Grande, which separates the United States from Mexico. All right, 77 WABC time check, 538. Oh, we're just a little bit late, Mike Garcia, but here you are. It's all good, Deb. At US 9 northbound at southbound between Spring Valley and Ferry Road, the old bridge is still closed due to the accident that occurred this morning. On I-87 northbound at exit 1, the exit is still blocked off due to an emergency water main. It's going to take some time to get through that. At BQE I-287 eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A, there's some stop-and-go traffic going on. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to last Friday's fatal police shooting also on fifth avenue excuse me also on fifth avenue the funeral service for officer jason rivera is being held at saint patrick cathedral from 9 a.m to 1 p.m so expect delays and closures for transit on the long island railroad once again service changes on the huntington ronkonkoma and oyster branches for this weekend has been canceled due to the expected snow normal weekend service will run on saturday and sunday Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with your traffic report on 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. There is a winter storm watch in effect Friday night into Saturday. Cloudy today. Our highs 35. We do have a 30% chance of snow after 4 p.m. Overnight, the lows 30. Cloudy. Steady snows expected to start around 4 a.m. Snow expected to end Saturday around 5 p.m. with a total accumulation of anywhere from 4 to 10 inches, possibly even a foot. It all depends upon the track of this storm. Winds 22 to 24 miles per hour, gusts to 48, and Saturday's high only 22. I guess we are seeing in some areas a little bit of snow on and off, and right now we're at the freezing mark. few flurries out there 
32 degrees. All right, uh, taking a look at more news now for you. A former senior aide to President Barack Obama condemned Democratic Arkansas Senator Kirsten Cinema during a foul-mouthed appearance on a left-wing podcast. Alyssa Mastro Monaco took aim at Cinema over her lack of support for changes to filibuster rules designed to pass voting rights legislation. And I think in her speech, she talks about the disease of division. Um, also, you guys, she gave the speech as Joe Biden was on her way up to the Hill. So anyway, it's the <laughs> grossest, like most disrespectful thing she could have done. I think she's a <laughs> that's what I have to say. All right. So you might remember Master Monaco. She was deputy chief of staff in the Obama White House. Her rant just before President Joe Biden met with Democrats to make one last ditch effort for their support, cinema and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin's opposition has stalled that legislative effort. On an urgent appeal from Education Secretary Miguel Cardona to school districts all across the nation, the Education Secretary wants schools to use billions of dollars in federal aid to expand tutoring, mental health counseling, and to close achievement gaps that have worsened during the coronavirus pandemic. Here's Cardona. It's become political in so many places, uh, and I think intentionally, and that's unfortunate. So, you know, the leaders and the educators today have much more to go. They have not only the pandemic, but also a growing fatigue and um, politics getting in the way of good public health policies. Cardona thinks that schools should now turn their full focus towards helping students recover, especially those from groups that faced education inequities even before the viral pandemic. Well, there have been arrests announced following a police shooting. This was down in Texas. Authorities say that an armed suspect was arrested in Houston Thursday evening in the shootings of three city police officers. Police say after the man allegedly shot the officers, he then carjacked a vehicle and then barricaded himself inside of a house. The suspect, shot in his neck, eventually surrendered. All right, part of that gun battle there. And police say the man suffered a gunshot wound to his neck. He was scheduled to undergo surgery as of late last night. The injured officers are hospitalized in stable condition. We do not know the condition of that suspect. Well, out in Seattle, a notoriously lenient judge allowed a notorious shoplifter to walk free without bail. Despite a prosecutor's pleas that the man be held on $5,000 bail, noting warrant activity and his 32, 32 prior cases dating back to 1985. So here's what happened. The shoplifter was arrested after fighting with a security guard as he attempted to push a 70-inch TV out of a Seattle Target. He'd already been banned from the store because he'd stolen from the store 22 times in the past three months. Radio station KTTH reported that the suspect, John Ray Lomack, was seen on surveillance footage staking out the department store. Prosecutors had warned that Lomack would just strike again. And he was back in court January 26, where he was again released by yet another judge. Well, North Korea has reportedly fired its sixth ballistic missile this month. Reporters from South Korea. Experts say North Korea's fast-paced launches are an effort to pressure the Biden administration to reconsider easing U.S. sanctions against the country. The Associated Press reporting the Biden administration, though, is open to negotiations but is unwilling to ease sanctions unless 
North Korean leader Kim Jong-un abandons nuclear weapons and missiles. A new report says Richard Nephew stepped down as deputy special envoy for Iran and left the U.S. team negotiating Iran's return to the 2015 nuclear deal because he believed there was no future for that agreement. Nephew's departure was confirmed this week by a State Department official who declined to comment on the reason for that move. But it comes at a critical phase in negotiations as Iran signals it is preparing to begin direct talks with American negotiators. But now a source has told a diplomacy newsletter that he believed that instead of reinstating the 2015 nuclear deal, Washington should pursue a new agreement. Critics have warned that the 2015 deal did not tackle Iran's development of ballistic missiles and that sunset clauses gave Tehran too much power. All right, 77 WABC time check, 545. Time for sports with Justin Ellick. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We begin on the ice where our local trio went 0 for 3 on the evening. The Rangers indulged in a high-scoring contest in Columbus, ultimately unable to outscore the Blue Jackets on the road. Boone Jenner and Sean Curley each netted a pair for Columbus as the Jackets scored four straight after the Rangers jumped out to a 2-0 first-period lead. The Rags failed to retaliate, losing by a final score of 5-3. Next up for the Blue Shirts is a visit from the Seattle Kraken this Sunday afternoon at the Garden. A close back-and-forth bout took place between the Devils and the Lightning in Tampa Bay. Nodded at two midway through the third period, Tampa's Anthony Sorelli poured in the tie-breaking goal, ultimately proving to be the game winner. Lightning win 3-2, and the Devils will take another crack at the win column tomorrow night in Carolina against the Hurricanes. A slow start from the Islanders last night put them in a hole against the visiting Los Angeles Kings that they weren't able to climb out of. Despite some fight in the third quarter to pull within one, a quick answer from the Kings a couple of minutes later put the Isles away for good. They suffer a 3-2 loss before they host the aforementioned Kraken in Long Island tomorrow afternoon. No Knicks or Nets last night, but let's grab a look at what we can expect at when we can expect more local basketball. The Knicks will have a late night date with the Bucks tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time in Milwaukee, and the Nets will re- will rest up until tomorrow when they'll be out west to hoop with the Golden State Warriors at 8:30 p.m. Eastern. Some not too surprising but very significant news out of the NFL yesterday as well as legendary Steelers gunslinger Big Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement after 18 seasons in the iconic black and yellow. In a video posted to his Twitter account, Roethlisberger announced what became obvious over the final weeks of the 2021 season. I don't know how to put into words what the game of football has meant to me and what a blessing it has been. The journey has been exhilarating, defined by relationships and fueled by a spirit of competition. Yet the time has come to clean up my locker, hang up my cleats, continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football a truly grateful man. Spectacular! At 39 years old, the former Rookie of the Year and two-time Super Bowl champion will likely end up in Canton with a bust at the Pro Football Hall of Fame as he holds the fifth most passing yards in NFL history at 64,088. Conference Championship NFL football is set for Sunday afternoon and evening at 3 p.m. Eastern. You've got the Cincinnati Bengals visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. And later on at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, the San Francisco 49ers will visit the Los Angeles Rams to try and punch their ticket to Super Bowl 56 in two weeks. The, uh, here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. So, Justin, any word from the Steelers as to who replaces Roethlisberger? I think it's still uh, still a little too soon to tell. You obviously, you obviously have the draft coming up, so if they feel the need that uh, to um, pick up a quarterback in, in the draft, which I assume that they will, um, maybe they'll go out and trade for somebody or a free agent to maybe groom that, that draft pick and... Um, and go from there. But uh, I would I would sense a bit of a rebuild in, in Pittsburgh. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, let's head over to Frank Morano, who has your business report. 
Oh, I forgot about traffic. Oh, Mike Garcia, so sorry. It is all good, Deb. At US 9 northbound and southbound between Spring Valley and Ferry Road, Old Bridge is closed due to the accident that occurred this morning. On I-87 northbound at exit 1, the exit is still blocked off due to the emergency water main. At BQE, I-287 eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A, there's some stop-and-go traffic going on. Also on stop-and-go traffic, Harlem River Drive southbound between exit 19 and exit 18 is still going on. That's pretty much around the FDR Drive. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to last Friday's fatal police shooting. Also on 5th Avenue, the funeral service for Officer Jason Rivera, rest in peace to him, is being held at St. Patrick's Cathedral from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., so expect delays and closures. For transit on the Long Island Railroad, service changes on the Huntington, Ronkonkoma, Oyster branches for this weekend has been canceled due to the expected snow. Normal weekend service will run on Saturday and Sunday. All side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with your traffic report on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. A wild trading week on Wall Street is winding down at the closing bell yesterday. The Dow Jones lost more than seven points. The S&P 500 dropped 23 points and the Nasdaq fell 189 points. The U.S. economy grew rapidly in the fourth quarter of last year, advancing to a 6.9% annual rate, capping the strongest year of growth in nearly four decades as the country rebounded quickly from the pandemic-induced recession. But growth recently has run into obstacles that could lead to more modest growth this year, according to economists. GDP, the broadest measure of goods and services in the fourth quarter, accelerated from the third quarter's growth of 2.3% adjusted for inflation. The gain reflected solid spending by households, much of it occurring early in the quarter. The Los Angeles City Council is to ban new oil and gas wells and phase out existing ones, marking the beginning of the end for an industry that began in California over 150 years ago. The council directed the city attorney to draft an ordinance to prohibit oil and gas drilling in L.A., change zoning laws to make drilling illegal, and study how to legally phase out existing wells. And your snacks are about to get more expensive. Packed food giant Kraft Heinz has warned wholesalers that prices on some of its most popular items are about to go up as inflation continues to impact a wide range of household goods. In a letter to wholesale suppliers this week, the company warned that it is preparing to increase prices on a wide range of consumer staples starting in March. The increases include a 6.6% hike on Velveeta Fresh Packs and a 30% jump for a three-pack of Oscar Mayer turkey bacon. The letter also says the company's cold cuts and beef hot dogs will go up around 10%. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. We do have a winter storm warning in effect Friday night into Saturday. Cloudy, our high 35 today. Slight chance of snow late afternoon. Cloudy tonight, the lows 30. Now, snow begins to be steadier around 4 Saturday morning and is expected to end late Saturday afternoon. A total accumulation of 4 to 10 inches, possibly a foot, depending upon the track of the storm. Winds 22 to 24 miles per hour, gusts up to 50, and Saturday's high is 22. Right now, we're hanging steady at the freezing mark, 32 degrees, and some flurries are reported in some areas. 
I have more news for you. Deb Valentine with the 77 WABC Early News as we work our way to Bernie and Sid in the morning coming up at 6. New York City Mayor Eric Adams insisted yesterday that changing the state's controversial bail reform laws is just one river that feeds into his extensive proposal aimed at solving the rampant violence here in New York City. Now, that effort has effectively been blocked by New York Governor Kathy Hochul and Albany's two top Democratic legislative leaders. Adams detailed his blueprint on crime Monday following the shooting in Harlem that led to the deaths of two NYPD officers. Now, Adams wants changes to bail reform laws to give judges more discretion when they set bail in cases where defendants have the risk of being potentially dangerous upon release. New York is the only state in the country that does not allow a judge to detain a defendant who poses an immediate threat to the community. 49 other states, as well as the federal government, allow judges to consider a defendant's dangerousness. New York must catch up. So Adams also wants to alter the 2017 Raise the Age law to get illegal guns out of the hands of kids under the age of 18. Embattled Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg dodged questions yesterday about his meeting today with New York's Governor Kathy Hochul at her office here in Manhattan. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Can I ask you a couple of questions? Do you feel threatened at all by what the governor said yesterday? All right, Bragg there, in case you didn't catch it, he said, I'm on a call. Sorry. So during a meeting with the New York Post editorial board on Wednesday, the governor hinted that she is prepared to use unspecified powers to address Bragg's progressive prosecutorial policies. Now, the governor has revealed she will be watching the controversial prosecutor very closely. Bragg has faced blowback from several prominent officials about his day one memo sent to staff on January 3rd. It directs his prosecutors in his office to drop some misdemeanor cases, not to seek bail or prison time for most defendants, and to downgrade certain felonies to misdemeanors. Now, nine prosecutors quit his office in protest and a recall petition launched online. More illegal immigrant flights in the dead of night under the Biden administration leaked footage showing dozens of illegal migrants landing at Westchester County Airport. A Post article reveals as many as 2,000 illegal migrants have been flown into the Westchester Airport since August 8th and transported to points unknown. Body cam footage was obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request by former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino. Delaware and Virginia. With this set, how many on this bus? 30. 30 total? You're on a, a secure facility here, and, and we don't really know anything when we're charged with security. So that's hence where we're having a problem here. All right, that video from August 13th, 2021, footage in which Westchester Police Sergeant Michael Hamborski is seen questioning federal contractors who are overseeing migrants embarking and boarding American Dream Charter buses in the early morning hours on the tarmac of the airport. And uh, he there was questioning what exactly was going on, apparently not notified that that flight was coming in. Well, a group of public defenders on Thursday called on President Biden to visit the troubled Rikers Island jail. And, uh, of course, Biden visiting New York City next week to meet with New York City Mayor Eric Adams. 
The public defenders want the president to witness firsthand the unmitigated humanitarian crisis plaguing Rikers. Biden slated to meet with Mayor Adams Thursday to talk about strategies to combat gun violence following the ambush killing last week of those two NYPD officers in Harlem. Biden's office, though, didn't return a request for comment on the Rikers request. Meanwhile, public advocate Jamani Williams on Thursday criticized Mayor Adams' efforts to immediately get firearms off the streets. Williams says he has major concerns about the NYPD's new anti-gun team. The far-left gubernatorial candidate expressed fear that the plainclothes unit Adams unveiled earlier this week to wipe out gun violence will be a replica of the NYPD's notorious anti-crime unit of the past. We are worried about remnants of the past units where we've seen some of the worst behavior and worst uh, tragedies that occur. In addition, we are already getting a record number of guns off the streets Uh, But we need to focus on getting those cases moved through the courts. Williams supports a public safety plan involving intervention and crisis management. Mayor Adams has said that the new anti-crime unit will be nothing like the old disbanded unit. 77 WABC Time Check 557. Mike Garcia on traffic. Thank you, Deb. All righty. At US 9 northbound and southbound between Spring Valley and Ferry Old Road, uh, Old Bridge is closed due to an accident this morning. On I-87 on I- northbound on exit 1, the exit is still blocked off due to an emergency water main. At, BQ- at BQE, I-287 eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A, there's still some stop-and-go traffic going on, as well as at Harlem River Drive southbound between exit 19 and exit 18. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to last Friday's fatal police shooting. Also on 5th Avenue, the funeral service for Officer Jason Rivera is being held at St. Patrick Cathedral from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., so expect delays and closures. For transit, on the Long Island Railroad, service changes on the Huntington, Ronkonkoma, and Oyster branches for this weekend have been closed due to the expected snow. Normal weekend service will run on Saturday and Sunday. And on the PATH train, there seem to be some delays going on due to an injured passenger. No way of knowing when the delays will be clear. It is uncertain for sure. For now. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with your travel report on 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Mike. And looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, our winter storm watch is now a winter storm warning as this nor'easter approaches. That winter storm warning in effect of tonight into Saturday. So for today, cloudy skies are high up to 35. We do have a 30 percent chance of snow after 4 p.m. Now, Tonight, cloudy skies, the low 30. Steady snow is expected to begin around 4 a.m. Tomorrow, snow expected to end by late afternoon. A total accumulation of 4 to 10 inches, possibly even a foot at all, depends upon the track of the storm. A windy day as well. There are concerns about things like power outages. Winds on Saturday are forecast from anywhere from 22 to 24 miles per hour, with gusts nearly 50 miles per hour, the high 22. Here are the expected snow totals. North Jersey, anywhere from 3 to 6 inches. The city, anywhere from 6 to 12 inches. And points east on Long Island, as well as Connecticut, could see anywhere from 12 to 24 inches. Right now, 32 degrees, cloudy skies. We do have some reports of flurries in some areas. All right, Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock. Stay with us right here on 77 WABC. Deb Valentine with your early news. Have a great day.